This episode of Geek Gamer Live is brought to you by our very own Roku app for Geek Gamer TV. You can go back and watch back catalog of all the Geek Gamer Weekly shows, Minecraft Me, specials, and a whole lot more. Head over to ggtv.me slash Roku to add it to your Roku today. Welcome again to a new edition of the Geek Gamer Show. It's been a long time since we've done this show, and uh, I don't know. It, it feels like it's the time's right to bring it back to talk about the latest in gaming and technology and what's going on with uh, our friends and uh, in the technology and gaming world as well as our friends in real life. And so we are back and to do a show. Now, we have the same cast of characters, and then going forward in this show, in this lineage, we'll have interviews and, and other cool, neat tricks and tips and things like that uh, that will happen uh, as time goes by. So uh, if you miss Lloyd and Nick and Michael and many, many others, we'll hope to bring them on in the show in the future. This show uh, will not always be live on Sundays. Uh, it will sometimes not even be live at all. We'll just record an episode uh, or I'll record an interview and post it up online for this show. And so if you subscribe, you're already getting this show. And if you're not subscribing and you want to go back and subscribe, we'll uh, tell you all about it later on in the show. Uh, but I'm Chase, and joining me this week, uh, first off, I, I, uh, I'm i going to introduce him because, you know, I always look over my desk and I, and I look over and I, and I say, and joining me, as always, is my good friend, uh, John Kessler. But as you could see there on your screen, uh, just there's a little bit of parts of the uh, of the light there, and there's a curtain back there, and uh, there's no John. But we do have him on a technology known as telephone, and so let's say hello to Mr. John Kessler via phone. Hi, John. Hi. How's Hi. it going? How you feeling? Uh, just ducky. Wow! Just wrapped up a four-day. Yep, just wrapped up a four-day uh, fun fly thing with the the RC helicopters and quads. Um, some good times and, and extreme craziness. Um, mm -hmm. I'll chase. I'll be forwarding you an email later on this week once I see videos up online of some of the craziness that uh, happened over the weekend. Sweet. Because once the lights go down, once it gets dark, they have three big lights set up. And the pro guys come out and they stand like in the, kind of by the middle light, and they just got the whole run, and it's 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 amazing. Or it, it just looks really cool um, on these big 700 series when when the uh, just the lights on the rotors compared to watching them during the day. It's it's a, a total night and day thing, and then the, you know, wow, it's it's craziness. But, uh, yeah, you, 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 I'm kind of excited. And I was gonna say, I mean, I I I think you know, and by the way, we got Joe and Cameron here. As well, I don't think we've ever, yep. I don't think we've ever heard you say anything more than two or three sentences. <laughs> yeah, well, it happened. <laughs> so, uh, do you have to leave, or 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 do you get to? Are you going to stay for a bit? I can stay for a few minutes. Okay, all right. Well, as John is staying for a few minutes, let me uh, welcome into the show the before mentioned Mr. Joseph Falby. Hey, Joe. Hey. Can you believe John's actually talking more than a few sentences and he's not in studio? That's like, it's weird. Well, we've always said when it's something he gets excited about. 
he will talk quite a bit about it. That's true. And then we just let him go with it. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> and then Cameron. Cameron Ashley's here. Cameron, man. Hey, man. How's it going? Good, man. Looking forward to, to seeing you up here uh, in just a uh, week short time, actually, this Friday. Are you uh, are you all booked up and, and ready for your trip up uh, up north? Yep, got my tickets purchased today. Um, we'll relay that information to you afterwards. Sweet. Cool. So why don't we talk about PAX? Penny Arcade Expo 2015 is happening this coming weekend. We will be there in full force. Uh, doing interviews and that sort of thing we talked about on the Minecraft Me show where we uh, found out that the Minecraft story mode by Telltale Games will be at the show with a playable demo for the first time. They did obviously uh, show off at Minecon, you know, screens and video clips from the game, but it was not playable, but it will be playable. Uh we're cautiously optimistic about it. Uh, I know we talked about that, but uh, do you have any interest in uh, the story mode at all, uh, Cameron? Yeah, actually, I'd like to see what they do with it. It's another dimension on the game, make it extend its life, essentially. Okay, fair enough. John, I you you haven't played you know Minecraft in a while. We haven't seen you on the server, uh, no doubt, because you... No. You, no, no. So, what's the deal, man? And, uh, but that should be... That should be fixed soon. Actually, I... I after we get off the phone here, I'm going to go pick up from work my new power supply and maybe actually work on getting my computer back together and working tonight. Oh, that would be a smart idea. Then we can actually start playing games again. Yep. How have you been handling, by the way, uh, since your machine isn't hooked up, uh, your Eve? Uh, because I know that th that must be an addiction that's really tough to kick. Yeah, it's uh, been absolutely non-existent. Um, uh, there was offers from my fellow players to help me get a new one, and I just kind of begged off on it. But the uh, I'm, I'm still hosting our TeamSpeak server for them. Um, but And I've also heard that uh, in the interim of me being gone and then something going on, we lost uh, some major resources in-game because none of the uh, directors, which I'm one of, uh, was around to take care of business. It's like, uh-oh. So it'll be interesting to get back in and find out um, how much stuff that I lost personally in the uh, in the loss in the game there. But uh, I, I just yeah, well, you know, I just personally can't believe that you've been out of the game that long. It's it hasn't been eating away at your soul or anything like that. But well, I mean, it is. It has, and um, <laughs> the uh, but I you know with with the new work stuff that I'm doing right now, I've just been massively busy. Um, I. You know, I've been working, I haven't even taken a, a break. Or, I mean, this whole thing's been kind of work-related that I was just at as well. Um, well, that's you know, something... Just, just minutes before you guys called, I just got home, finally. Well, well that's something yeah, to actually discuss, because you, you, you now have a gig that you deal with remote control planes and helicopters and quad coppers and copters and things like that, right? Yep. So, so that's new for you. Yep. Yep, and I still have yet, other than the uh, a broken, well, I found out that there's a reason why I can't fly it. It's got a motor that, that's real lagging behind the others. The only thing I've, I've tried to fly was a little uh, nano, proto nano quad. Um, I was getting frustrated because I couldn't figure out why I couldn't even get the thing to come straight up off the deck, my, my coffee table here. Um, it was a used one. It was just given to me, and I was just like, oh, okay, here, mess around with this. The battery's going kind of weak on it. 
And I was like, one ramp, crash, ramp, crash. What the heck? And I finally rolled through real slow to find out that one loader lags behind the other three. So it was like, yep, there's no stability in that. Now, uh, some people uh, that are watching our show live are, are, are trying to figure out why they can't see you. And I have to remind everybody, if you're watching the video stream, uh, John is not in- invisible. Uh, John is <laughs> calling us from a uh, something called a telephone. Uh, it's a newfangled piece it's of technology. Uh, it's, yeah, it's what they used to use before texting was invented. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Joe, did you actually see that picture I sent you earlier today? I I uh, the I looked at it, but I didn't look at it closely. Oh, so okay. I'll, I'll give yeah, that was a, a night sh- night shot of one of the the guys with his uh, the nitro, you know, you know, and they're still because those guys still running the nitro point, you know, choppers, and there's some guys, you know, that swear by those, and some guys swear by the electric ones. It's kind of a mixed crowd there, but uh, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah, uh, it, yeah. You'll have to let me know uh, when when next year's is with a little bit more warning, and maybe I can make it up for it. Yeah, it was kind of tough with that. Yeah, being this weekend and then packed. And then yeah. um, on a personal note, me, I'm, I'm supposed to be working this whole next week because the fair's coming up and I actually have to go down to my folks to fix my mom's car so she's got a ride. So, well, no, I didn't, wasn't really ready for it. Uh, you know, I was supposed to be working this entire next week because I'm taking, you know, I'm supposed to be working weekends now. Now I've got to take that off for packs. I can't believe John's talking so much. I mean, he should be here. I All I'm saying is, Man, yeah. we haven't done a show in what? Well, maybe months? maybe it's because he's on the phone, uh, and so he can't be distracted yeah. by other things. So instead, just call him every time. Well, I was yeah, gonna say I'm on the phone. John, when was the last time we did a show? It was like you know, a lot's gone on since the last time we did a show, and that's then, a fair point and too. like I said, I'm still kind of winding up from this thing that I was just at. So like next the, the next show, we're gonna have packs to talk about, so that'll be good and exciting too. Yeah, that's that's the whole reason why we're doing this show now. This is the PAX preview show with right, you know, catching up on old things and and then yeah, yeah, yeah John, yeah, you got it. Yeah, nice job. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. I was going to show you our new mic flag, but you probably can't see this. Nope. No. All right. Well, John, I th- I think we're going to let you go, man. We, you know, I'm not going to keep you on yeah. the phone forever, but. Uh, well, well, we'll have you here in studio next week. How's that sound? Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. Everybody say yep. goodbye to John. Have a good one, John. Yep. Ciao, folks. Yep. Take care. See ya. Bye. See you guys, see you guys this week. See, see you on Thursday, which will mean he'll show up on Friday because uh, John likes to be late. So there you go. Now, this, by the way, I was showing to all of our video peoples. This is the new microphone flag. A microphone flag is the little display area that goes underneath the microphone. And uh, I got it from mikeflags.com. Uh, not free. Uh, <laughs> they're not a promotional, uh, you know, uh, you know, or anything like that. But uh, I think it looks great. It's a little bit smaller, compact, and it looks good. goes with the, the new branding and stuff. Um other than that, what what has been going on? Well, we've been continuing and still doing the the Minecraft Me Show, uh, and that's up to what episode one hundred and eighty six, four, two. I don't know, one hundred eighty something. Uh, we're gonna stop that at episode one ninety nine. Uh, Ouchie! Stop saying that. <laughs> um, Get the kids all wound up. Well, well <laughs> it's surprising that Cameron. A lot of a lot of kids did email in, and they they were wondering, yep. you know. You know, hey, please don't leave. Please don't leave. So hopefully we can get some more people to support us on Patreon so we don't leave. Yeah. 
Because you know. So, but uh, speaking of Cameron, I don't. I don't think you've officially introduced Cameron. I did. You did. Did you? I did. Oh, okay. All right. Joe, I heard. I heard John, and then all we did was talk to John for like twenty minutes. No, no. I. I we we talked to Cameron. Okay. Cameron. Right. Just, see, there's John, and then there's you, yeah. and then I said, then yeah. here's Cameron, man. That's oh, me. Okay, yeah. Yeah. By the way, Cameron, we need to do something about your background. Um, you know, we can get some posters. Um, we can get a green. We can do a green sheet behind you. I can get a green sheet. I just need to know. I, is there a specific color green? Uh, green screen green. <laughs> okay then. <laughs> You're right, Joe. <laughs> what I mean, you know, green screen green. Yeah, uh, I mean, you can look it up on online. I mean, it's it's a specific. It's like creeper green almost. <clears throat> it is. I mean. Mm-hmm. I found a, a sheet down at like what was it Michael's or something where I paid like twenty bucks for it and you know I put it on my back wall. Grim's minion saying slime green in the chat room. So that you know that maybe that might there work. There you go. Yeah. Uh chroma key green, studio backdrop. How about that? Yeah, there you go. Perfect. Yeah, and then I then we can chroma key you via remote. The only problem is you need to have pretty good lighting. Uh Joe Jordy Jordy has the lighting. Joe, Joe has good lighting because I gave him a lighting kit, an extra one that I have. All right. What have you been up to, by the way, Cameron? Uh, anything you want to share with the peoples over the past year? I mean, you haven't been on the show in a long, nearly a year. Oh, mainly just working to keep a bunch of computers running from people with too many letters after their names, essentially. I was, was going to say, do you still work for the government? Do you work for like some like four, three-letter agency still or something like that? Or uh, Yeah, I'm contracted to Fish and Wildlife Service. Ah, okay. The Department of Fish and Wildlife. Well, Department of Interior. Oh, the Department of Interior. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wait, wasn't uh, Secretary, isn't the Secretary not sure of the Department of Interior? Uh, could be. Joe, no, secretary, not I, sure. I, I don't remember. Okay. I know. Um, I know Leslie Nope ran part of it. <laughs> no, that's no, that's the that's the city of Pawnee. No, no, no. She she uh in the last season she got promoted and was running the central district for the uh, Department of the Interior. Oh wow, I didn't know this. I I've missed this. Yeah. I have I yeah, haven't you watched. Need, you need to go back and watch Parks and Rec. I haven't watched you. Parks and Rec in I don't know how long. Well, since before the last season. Okay, at least since before the last season. Yeah. <laughs> what have you been up to, Joe? You want to catch up uh, the the listeners and viewers on where you've been, what you've been up to? Uh, I spent a disproportionate, just an un, unusually large amount of time this week at the wastewater treatment plant. Yeah, you actually and you actually tweeted tweeted I, that you were there, which I, was shocking. Yes, yeah, it shocked uh, a number of people. Replied and said they were surprised to see a tweet. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, I spent a, a surprising amount of time there um, getting some equipment installed. And uh, then on Friday, actually, I don't work on Fridays, but I actually went in on Friday, Friday morning and did a walk around with a contractor to get some fiber, uh, some fiber quotes put together, a few other things like that. So I, I, it, it surprised me. I ended up spending part of three days out at the wastewater plant, which is which is three more days than I usually go out there. Did it, thankfully. did it, did it smell like really, really bad out there? Like this, like a nasty, uh, it, you, it usually doesn't kind of smell. It, it usually doesn't smell that bad. Um, some days are worse than other days, but usually it doesn't smell that bad. All right. So Joe's been working out near a, uh, you know, 
sewage lagoon, if you will. Yeah. Uh, Cameron's been working for the Department of Interior. For the Fed. For the Feds. For the man. And I now have a job working in media. <laughs> well, technically, I mean, I, I, I work IT now for, uh, for, uh, for a local TV station in town. But it's not just the TV station I, I do the, you know, IT work for. I do, uh, I cut, I, I, I'm responsible for basically all the Western stations in our group. So from, from Bakersfield to Portland to, you know, um, um, I'm just going to, I'm drawing a blank right now. I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but there's a lot <laughs> of stations I have. Boise, that's that's the one I was thinking about. Um, so yeah, that's what I've been doing. I, I hope, by the way, when you gents come up into town that I, that I uh, go ahead and bring you guys in for a tour. Um, and I can do that at, at any time. Uh, granted, it's always fun to do it when there's more stuff happening. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I know you you'll be coming in Cameron and so I'll, I'll give you guys a tour. Uh So, we have a couple of stories thanks to Rob and Tammy our producers that you know, we we felt that maybe we want to want to chat about and they do relate to gaming and, and geek stuff and and the first one I wanted to kind of bring up to your guys' attention here. Let me uh jump to that. I don't know if you guys heard about this. Uh but Windows 10 will not run games that were made with older DRM. For example, and these really only affect games that are on disc. Uh, a lot of the digital games like that were old that are covered by this have been corrected that don't contain that really bad old DRM. But essentially, if you're looking to play some of the older games uh, from your CDs and install them onto Windows 10, they may not run. Essentially, there's a few games that were made with Secure ROM, which was a DRM package suite from 2003 to 2008 and simply don't run without a no CD patch or some such. And essentially what Microsoft is saying here is, well, we're not going to allow them to be installed because it would poke too many holes in our operating system and cause too much issue. Uh, and it's really hasn't been supported now for quite a few years. Um, now, obviously, there's DRM options, DRM-free options, thanks to GOG. Um, but uh, do you guys have any opinions about this? I mean, for me, a lot of my games now are digital anyway, so it really doesn't, you know, I don't feel hurt by by this, but I know a lot of people don't want to use Steam or they don't want to use Origin, and they do buy physical copies of their media, and now, you know, they can't really update to Windows 10. Otherwise, they can't play these older games. But... Um, you guys have any thoughts about that, Joe? Do you have any uh, any thoughts? I yeah, I, if you're you, most people aren't playing a game that old at this point anyway. Um, but yeah, there are other sources, GOG.com. There are uh, uh, websites out there that that have no CD cracks uh, available for pretty much every game uh, that would have used one. Um, I I would say that. I would, I would, so while technically using a crack like that might be against, against technically against the law, it's definitely, if the developer's not going to put the effort and time into removing that, you know, via a patch or something like that, uh, it seems like that's a, not an unreasonable way to, to get around it and fix the problem on your own. Um, 
I do think it's funny that Microsoft says that it that they don't want them to poke holes in Windows 10. Uh, when at last last thing I saw, there were numerous options that you could turn off in Windows 10 that were supposed to make it more secure and more reliable and and not leak all this information to Microsoft. Right. But after you know 30 days or however long of it being turned off, the agreement that you signed, you know, that you agreed to when you saw Windows 10, just turned them back on. Oh yeah. And uh, and so you know, saying, well, we can't put this stuff on here because it's going to make our our systems unstable or or uh, poke a bunch of security potential security risks, uh, security holes in the OS. Uh, there's already a lot there. You know, I mean, there's there's already a lot of Microsoft taking information out of Windows 10 without necessarily making it clear that that's what they're doing. So I don't know. I still haven't upgraded to Windows 10. I've thought about it, um, but it's just one of those things that I haven't gotten around to, and why bother? Yeah, no, so, I, I've, I've, I've thought about you know making the move uh, to the Windows 10. Um, it's been bugging me on my computer, my gaming computer, saying, "Hey, it's ready to install. It's ready to install." Uh, but you know, since I wasn't running Windows 8.1 anyway, and I'm, I've been feeling pretty secure with Windows 7, and everything's pretty solid and tip top. I don't feel the, I don't know, the need to make the move. Well, when, when more stuff comes out using DirectX 12, that's when it'll become more important. Right. Because um, DirectX 12 is a big upgrade, and there's a lot of stuff in DX12 that, that will be nice to have. Uh, but until that point, and there, uh, as far as I know, there aren't very many, there aren't any AAA titles that are going to be DX12 like exclusive type titles. So uh, we'll see. But, um, but yeah, I, I, like I said, I just haven't upgraded to Windows 10. But then I, I also don't have too many antique DRM games that I go to play well you know games like you know microsoft flight simulator 2004 for example or the original sims or grand theft auto 3 yeah wait flight simulator 2000 and there's still people playing that isn't yeah didn't didn't x come out more recently oh yes and and then microsoft flight came out even more recently and then was abandoned right um well that was that was microsoft's stupid attempt to try to do the free-to-play yeah. market thing. And, you know, that obviously crashed well, to, and burned. To, and... to make it an arcade, more or less. Do, yeah, yeah. They, did, they got away from the simulation is, side. Yeah, yeah. Flight is much more arcadey than than Flight Simulator X was. And if you're doing flight, if you're doing hardcore flight sim stuff, you should be, you should be given... Um, you're going to, what, X-Plane now? Yeah, X-Plane is, is yeah. The, the, big, the big one for that now. So, I don't know. That's, I, by the way, that's Microsoft's stupid, stupid thing. Because... The, you know, they, they, I mean, I know X-Plane was up and coming, but at the time with Microsoft Flight Simulator X, I mean, mm-hmm. everybody was using that. Everybody was, was flying well, it was, that. Well, it was, it, was it was either X-Plane or Flight Sim X or Flight Sim 10, whatever you want to call it. And, um, and when Microsoft announced Flight, uh, everybody who was a diehard, die you know, hardcore Flight Simulator buff was like, ah, it's just going to be an arcade game. They skipped it. Um, and then Microsoft just basically dropped. But there's still third-party companies that are releasing add-ons and stuff like that Correct. for both yeah. Flight Sim X and for X-Plane. Uh, but X-Plane is the only one at this point under active development in yeah. terms of a real hardcore Flight Sim program. So, um, so that's if you're if you're into Flight Sims, you should be playing X-Plane. I'm sure that there's all of no one out there listening who will be in yeah. that group. But uh, <laughs> yeah, upgrade from Flight Sim 2004. That's ridiculous. Well. I will say this: 2004 worked very well on my system. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but yeah, seriously, it's it's 11 years old now. I know, I know, but it ran Flight really Sim X smooth. runs great on my system. 
Yeah, I yeah, was going to say. Flight Sim X runs fine on mine, and I I don't actually have X-Plane, but I'm sure it runs pretty well, too. I haven't reinstalled it, because I still I, the thing is, I still have it on disk. I'm like That's one of the few games I have over here on disk, is Flight Sim X. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's such a painstakingly slow process to reinstall. I, I, I really wish I could take this key, and I'd get it magically in digital format on Steam, and just be able to download it. And but no, you don't, I, I don't get that, and it's very frustrating. And mm. it's like uh, whatever. But uh, did you uh, have any words on uh, on the move uh, uh, with DRM, Mister Cameron? Before we move on out of here, I I don't. I just want to make sure you had a chance to say a few words. No, I, I most of my digital media I've replaced. I've rather rebought just to be able to download on Steam or Lost. So. So s- sticking with Windows 10 here for a moment, another another thing that was that was recently discovered is that Microsoft could disable pirated games on their new console. Uh, according to the recently updated Microsoft Services Agreement, this is from PC Gamer Magazine, covering Xbox Live and Xbox and Windows games published by Microsoft, Microsoft can now disable pirated games from your computer. The clause can be found under Section 7B updates to the services or software and changes to these terms. Uh, basically, one of the uh, one of the eagle eyes of, of the community over there, Alpha, I believe that's called, noticed the change in the clause. So obviously we buy legit games. We're totally okay with this. Is this really is this something do you think Microsoft would actually pull the trigger on and and pull the disabling of software flag? I mean, obviously, other companies have been able... This is one of those things where the pirates are always going to win anyway, right? They're going to find a way to get around this um, with with their form of anti-DRM. So is this really a, a lost point? Or what do you guys think? I'm just well, afraid Cameron, that somebody's yeah, going to pull the trigger on the wrong thing and disable a whole bunch of people that have legitimately purchased. That's true. Or they have to be that's, constantly connected or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, the the line that actually has me concerned about this is so the actual words from the from the terms of service is uh, we may automatically check your version of the software and download software updates or configuration changes, including those that prevent you from accessing the services, playing counterfeit games, or using unauthorized hardware peripheral devices. You may also be required to update the software to continue using these services. So the thing that has me worried about that is they're basically saying that yeah, if you don't, that we're going to automatically update your stuff. You can't stop us. And by the way, these updates could break uh, hardware that you've previously been using with these games if we have now decided that it is unauthorized hardware. Um, yeah. So that that actually is is sort of disturbing um, because it, and it goes on to say that you know you 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 may be required to update the software and continue using the services. That that's fine. If I if I optionally if I get kicked out of online service and and it tells me I have to update as long as I can keep playing offline or that sort of thing, I don't really care. But uh, yeah, if it says no no no, you have to update in order to play this game at all. Right. And this update will break this. Uh, maybe maybe you have an old Logitech uh, some somewhere. Yeah. But how is maybe you have an old Logitech controller that isn't officially supported anymore, and Microsoft decides let's add that to our list of unauthorized hardware. So so let me let me ask or, you this. Or like a Ergodex type pad. Ergodex hasn't been supported in a long time. You're using third party drivers for it to make it work. 
Microsoft decides that, hey, that's not an authorized configuration. You can't use it with our games anymore and just breaks it. So, so well, what about all the off-brand uh, like Xbox controllers? Does that fit oh, yeah, in there as well? For sure. Yeah, definitely. So what's the what's the difference between that then and say Steam, you know, forcing an update before you can play the latest Counter Strike or play the latest Team Fortress Two? I mean, well, Steam. I've I've not had Steam force an update before you can launch the game. Steam will force an update before you can play on this on the servers that they have. Okay. Or with some of those sort of things. But uh, but in terms of being like I said, in order, in order to play it offline or or play it with a friend with the same, same version, I don't think you're required to update when an update comes out. Uh, you certainly can, but uh, but they don't require an update. And I don't believe that they're and I, I guess, you know, we'd have to go and check it. I don't believe their terms of service say that they're going to break hardware peripherals that they have decided are unauthorized. OK. I guess when do you, when. <laughs> Do you think I I don't know I I just don't think Microsoft would ever pull the trigger on something like this I mean obviously I think they're putting it in there for protectionary measures maybe to show that they they're against piracy but obviously I don't know if they want to get on the bad side of any kind of PR right <laughs> and I mean well I don't I don't think that that it matters so PC gaming at, for them at for Microsoft at this point PC gaming is secondary to Xbox games. Um, they make way more money off Xbox gaming than they do off PC gaming. They make they more money off. They did include the consoles on this, so yeah. Right, but on a console, it's a little different situation. You're buying into a locked ecosystem already. On a, the idea behind building a PC or having a, a gaming PC is you're not locked into what the developer says you're allowed to have. Um, and on a console, it's not that not that big of an issue. You know, you got to think about it. You have everybody yeah. from from tech people like yourself who are playing who are playing potatoes who are playing consoles. All the way to, uh, you know, think of think of the least computer literate person you know, and that person is expected to be able to run a, an Xbox or be able to use an Xbox. So, you know, the 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 range of of capability for those people is huge, and they're they're going to market and they're going to work to the lowest common denominator because other people are just going to buy it anyway. Yeah. With a PC, it's a little different. People have to at least be a little bit comfortable with computers before they can start playing playing a lot of games on one so um i think that's part of why we've seen microsoft or seen minecraft take off so much is that barrier of entry it was a lot easier for people to get into and get started with than a lot of other pc gaming true so microsoft says pc gaming is not that important anymore to them monetarily wise so if they put a statement in like this and people start jumping ship and abandoning microsoft and saying hey microsoft you're you're doing this wrong Microsoft can turn around and say, hey, look, we tried to support PC gaming, but uh, but nobody was interested. And so now we're going to close that division because it's uh, not cost effective. <laughs> so it, it's that that hard part, right? You don't you want to um, you don't want companies to do this sort of thing. You want to uh, you want to boycott some of these attitudes and some of these approaches, but at the same time, the act of boycotting, because you're only being you're only able to boycott one platform, is going to make those developers say, "Well, that platform just isn't isn't valuable to us anymore," and so we're just going to stop completely, not actually fix the problem that you wanted them to fix. That's how we. Uh, that's why we vote with our dollar, right? We don't. We try. We try. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Like I said. Yeah. Well, remember the whole Call of Duty debacle on Steam where 
It wasn't in a uh-huh. group. It was a group where they would not it buy. Was, uh, yeah, they won't buy won't buy Call of Duty until they release dedicated servers. And uh, ha- like three quarters of the group, the day it came out, had already we're, bought it. We're already playing. playing it. Yeah. Yep. Of course. Yeah. Well, talking about supporting a game on PC and Steam, uh, we are. I'm going to announce here real quick here the the winner of the Super Mega Baseball. Uh, contest. Well, it wasn't really a contest. It's just a giveaway. Um, so, in case you guys haven't seen it, Super Mega Baseball Rated e for everyone. Uh, Super Mega Baseball was a game that we actually saw back at PAX a couple of years ago when it was called Big Fly Baseball, uh, and it was at the time only uh, available for PlayStation. But it is now available on all platforms: so Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and now on PC on Steam. It's only going to be PC only on Steam. Uh, unfortunately, no Mac or Linux support right now. Uh, but yeah, it's a great, fun, non-licensed baseball title. And I enjoyed it immensely, and I've been playing it. And uh want to give a, a copy away to you guys right now, actually. And uh, we had a contest over the weekend. People following us on Twitter and Facebook saw the, the big, great, awesome announcement. And what I'm doing right now is I'm actually clicking on the name or actually having it drawn at random. And the winner uh, is Jacob Shue, S-C-H-U-H, uh, follow us as, uh, follows the network on Twitch. There are many different ways you can enter. So congratulations to Jacob. I'll be contacting you after the show. Hopefully you'll contact me within the next few hours and claim your prize. If not, we'll... Uh, draw again and uh, but hey congratulations to Jacob for winning a copy of Super Mega Baseball on Steam which is awesome yay yay I'll be gifting that over to you here soon um before we get out of here uh I just wanted to ask you guys you know we're we're doing packs again uh this weekend we're going to be doing interviews like I said we're going to be chatting to game developers checking out hardware software the whole 9 yards even just the entire experience that PAX is. Um, is there anything in particular you guys are looking forward to, to doing at PAX or just, you know, what makes you come up to PAX every year or, you know, what, what do you, what, what does PAX mean to you guys? Uh, Joe, well, we can start with you, I guess. I mean, what do you think about PAX this year? Any, anything you're looking to, forward to or anything like that? Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. I, I'm curious to see uh, how um, Minecraft uh, um, adventure mode is is going, or my, not adventure mode, uh, um, story mode is is going, and see how that looks. It looks interesting. It sounds interesting. At least check it out. Um, other than that, I, it's hard to say. So the the thing that I do kind of like on pa- uh, at PAX is I do like their the 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 slight focus they have on indie gaming uh, back with their indie corner. Um, it'd be nice if that expanded a little bit. It'd be nice to have an event that was much more central, centrally focused on on those sort of yeah. low. It's hard to say indie gaming anymore because they're a lot of them are not really indie anymore. Uh, let's let's say low budget game uh, development. Um, it'd be interesting. It's always good to see some of those projects because some of those pro- that that's where real gaming innovation and and new ideas are coming from. I think. Uh, the the big game developers are are honestly just rehashing the same thing over and over again and and uh it's hard to find anybody doing something really really interestingly new um so it it's always good to see the, those sorts of things and see what is going on there and then it's uh it's always you know fun to walk around and see what everybody 
what everybody's done and and see the different uh the different um booth layouts and booth designs and and that sort of thing um it's it's good to be able to see that stuff and uh and pax is a is a pretty approachable place to see some of that because they are open to the public and open to everybody you know the e3 is sort of a limited crowd not everybody can go to that one um some of the other some of the other big expos are, are very limited in who's allowed to go to these um and pax is a pax is a good one to, to go and see new things new cool things at that anybody can go and see you just have to you know get up early enough to buy the ticket or or make sure you follow them on Twitter uh, because they sold out in ten minutes this year, which is just yeah crazy. Yeah, well, they they need to do they, so. The so PAX as a group, one of the things they're trying to do is they're trying to start more events. So they've been starting one a year for the last few years, one new PAX a year for the last few years, and and my understanding is that's gonna, just going to continue. You know, they've already announced is it PAX India? I think really they, uh, they for next wow. year. Um. They've they had uh, you know they have PAX South uh, they have PAX Australia PAX East this is PAX Prime I believe PAX India was announced and I want to say there was another one in Asia somewhere too but yeah they're 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 pushing out one new PAX every year is is uh, what I what I've heard is their their plan so wow kind of sounds like they're leaving Europe out of the whole bunch there currently. Yeah, that's actually a good question. I don't know if they're going to open a, open, you know, I would assume that they'll be doing another one in, uh, or do one in, in Europe at some point. That, need a that, seems, that does seem like sort that's of an opening. Need. Yeah, somebody needs anyway. Yeah. Cameron, no. Uh, I'd go to that. What What do you think about PAX? Uh, <laughs> obviously, you know, you come up and you, you do an incredible job doing the camera work for us, much better than John Kessler does. Um, and since he's not listening to the show, I can say that. Uh, but uh, Cameron, uh, what brings you to PAX? What What do you like coming up? Uh, I like the whole India area, actually. Seeing where the, the little companies are going and kind of going down paths that haven't been gone down before in games, really. Yeah, doing the, the previews and stuff. I mean, I remember when Don't Starve was in the indie game area. And it's a big title now. But then, you know, it was in the indie game area. I remember when we ran into, you know, Big Fly Baseball, which is now Super Mega Baseball. Uh, in the ups, there there was no more room for them in the indie game area. So we found them on the sixth floor. Uh, I remember mm-hmm. they were just you know had a little booth set up up there, and they were showing off this awesome game. So yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'm also I also love just the the chilling and, and hanging out with your friends, playing some maybe some Cards Against Humanity, or or you know playing some old console games. Or obviously, the past couple of years they've had. Uh, you know, a little mini arcade setup, you know, with the old school video games and, and pinball and things like that. Uh, that's what I really enjoy. And uh, it's one of those things where I'm I'm hoping uh, this year uh, for us, we can, you know, get engaged in that stuff a little bit more. And uh, that's why I, I, I what I want to do, you know, this year for coverage is we'll still have our interviews, but, but not as many. Um, I, w- I want to make sure we we have fun this year and just just be casual and just have a good time and, and check things out and take pictures and do video and just have goofy stuff. That's why I'm um, I have all the, the equipment at work waiting for me. But like I, I'm going to use this small GoPro three. I, I, I bought uh, some external mics for it and a little bit of a handheld rig for more of a behind the scenes, more just us having fun on video kind of video stuff, you know, kind of a, Put on a hard hat and let Kessler wear it. No, because you know what we would see if John just had, yeah, <laughs> a lot of lot of sheep. Um, 
<laughs> so I'm, so one, I'm one thing I, I'm I just ran across I didn't realize was going to be there is um, Square Enix is going to have a Just Cause 3 playable demo um, at this PAX. Ooh. So uh, I, I may have to go over and check that out because I'm. And I did see that the Dreadnought guys so much. are supposed to have a booth. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we, we we got very cool lanyards from them last year. I remember. We did. I st- and uh, Cameron and I have uh, have new ones from that same group as well. Uh, very cool. Yeah, mine's out in the living room. It's blue. It's very nice. It's right here. So. Ooh. Yeah, I so, got my so dreadnought. This is the, the blue one. Uh-oh. That's okay. And the red one that we got at PAX, see? The blue one is, from gray, is for gray goo, apparently. I thought it was like Grey Goose Vodka there for a minute there. So. No, no, Grey, Grey Goo, it's uh, an RTS that they also publish. Oh, cool. So. Well, I guess that's going to be it for the show. Um, you know, it's one of those things where, um, like I said at the top of the show, where, you know, it won't be, it may not be a weekly thing. Uh, obviously, it may not always be a Sunday thing. Uh, but obviously, it's going to be one of those things where whenever we can get together, or let's say I was able to land an interview with somebody and, and chat about gaming or tech or whatever. Um, it's just one of those things where this show uh, gives me the outlet. But that being said, uh, gents will, uh, my good friends will always have first grabs at chairs. Uh, and if they're not available, that's okay. But if they are, they always get first shot. Uh, want to say big thanks to, to John Kessler for being here, Mr. Cameron Atchley for going to be running the camera, uh, at least on Saturday. In part of Sunday. <laughs> yeah, in part of Sunday. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I don't fly out until like 8 o'clock, so. Oh, wow. Oh, on Sunday? Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, we'll, we'll see you here in the studio. I, I, it gives me a good excuse to actually clean up this space because while it may look <laughs> clean behind me, it's a destruction area back around there that you guys don't see. So, um, <laughs> By the way, I want to give... Uh, give you guys a reminder. Uh, this is a podcast. You can download the show. You can head over... Uh, to the website at geekgamer.tv and head over to the Geek Gamer Live page uh, where you can actually go ahead and download and subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, all, the, all the RSS feeds are still active. And our last episode, can you believe it, nearly nearly a year ago, October 13th, 2014 was the last episode. Um, and so I hope to do these every once in a while, just talking about uh, you know various gaming and tech topics. Uh, they may not be long shows. They may be short shows, but... Uh, but it's something to uh, get back into the fray. And then actually, before that, we had our PAX Prime recap show. So perfect timing to to be back and, and doing this. Uh, other than that, I want to say a big, a big thanks to, to Joe and Cameron and John for being here. I can't wait to see them this next weekend. We hope to have a lot of great footage to share with you guys on this show and on GeekGamer.tv. Please follow us on Twitter at GeekGamerTV. Also, if you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to us on YouTube. That's where a lot of the video is going to be going for our pack stuff. So head over to youtube.com slash geekgamertv, and you can subscribe to us there. Other than that, you guys, thanks so much for Mr. Joseph Falby, Cameron Ashley, John Kessler. My name is Chase Nuss. Until we all talk again, we're all silent. And uh, since John's not here, I'm give it to Joe. Say goodnight, Grace. Goodnight, Grace. That works. We're ducky. Yeah, that works. Your Bob There you go. Actually, I can't do that. Fred Good night, Ducky Bob Saget. Good night, Ducky Bob Saget.